0: uh the dean of emergency room he came he comes out and he was like what's happening with you you're just new and all this and it's like yeah and then he just told me like if you want to learn anything i don't mind for you to kill a patient
1: Welcome to the first episode of the Crossroads Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wadrinsky, and co-host Yuzan Katona, but I'm stuck doing the intro. This podcast takes place at the Sublet Inn in Chicago, which is a house shared of up to 15 people from all over the world looking for a temporary stay in Chicago. Mostly it's just students, interns, young professionals, and this podcast is an informal sit down to share our stories of the road that all led us to this house. Now, first up, we got Vicki Karthik, a medical student, one of the first roommates of the house, actually. And you can almost say he's a founding father, and absolutely the first person I gravitated in the house when I first got here. Uh, good times were had, but uh, unfortunately, he left a few weeks ago, and he is sorely missed. So, without further ado, episode one with Vicki Karthik here at the Crossroads.
0: Which I thought it would be cool to go back to the island and do it because, again, warmer weather, beaches, mm-hmm. and had like a lot of friends too. And then you came there. back
2: in February or like March or something, right? Uh, yeah, end
0: of, end of February, yeah. <sighs> what did you mean by the island? Sorry.
1: You, uh, li- you live on an island? Are you <laughs> king of an island? Is what I'm gonna
0: no, no, I did my med school on the island. It's called St. Lucia. It's uh, one of the Caribbean islands. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that, my two years, first two years of my med school were there. Yeah, um, I,
1: I had two other friends too that were like that, as well. Is that like, they, a, where, the Caribbean where they went to the Caribbean for their medical school? Yeah. I don't know if that's a, are, are, are most of them foreign uh, students, I'm assuming?
0: Actually, it is a pretty big thing now, I would say, because, uh, you don't need to have an undergrad degree to start your med school in the Caribbean. Oh. And you don't need like, oh, GRE, GMAT, all this kind of other tests that you take before you go into med school and most of the time there is 100% acceptance rate like you know Caribbean is always about like making money yeah. and they will make money regardless of what happens yeah. but you have to have
2: the money it's, to go yeah, there, right it's pretty oh, yeah, expensive it is,
0: then? It is almost, I wouldn't say it's as expensive as it is in the US but uh, since I transitioned from the Caribbean to the US in the halfway I would say just for the it's like half the rate of what you would go to school in the U.S., I would say that much. Yeah, that's a good
1: don't... deal, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, but you don't get the finance. Like,
0: does it still transfer get...
1: as like an actual degree in America, though?
0: Like... Uh, no, that's one thing about America is, uh, regardless of where you do your school, whether you do it in America or like elsewhere in the world, for medicine at least, I'm talking about medicine. Oh, okay. So as long as your school is recognized, you, everyone gives an exam. Regardless whether you're from America or wherever, like from the Caribbean or even from India, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So, you there's a three-fold exam and the second one is like, it has a practical and a theory part. It's just like a computer exam, which is awfully long and awfully hard for no reason.
2: You took it? Huh? You
0: took it? I took the first part, yes. Oh, How'd you do it? actually I did better than most of the Americans (laughs) would I'm pretty pretty happy with that Oh, you think you were
2: gonna do it come on yeah I mean it seems like it comes easy to you though I I will say say. I've never seen you study though
0: yeah Uh, Yeah, dude that's one thing with me is like when I actually mean that I'm going to work or I'm going to read I spend that amount of time in reading I wouldn't do anything else like you know focus yeah so as long as I would say I mean Over this, even uh, the late, I mean the early spring till like now that I've been in and I've been like reading, so as far as I go go into my work, I just read. So I don't like deviate from my studies or anything as such. As long as I think I could put in like a valid six to seven hours a day, when I'm actually working working, I wouldn't see there's a point for me to come back home and read.
1: I think that's a huge problem for us, because it's like, yeah, you could be at the library for eight hours, but then, like, four of the hours, you're on Facebook or something like that. You know it what it I mean? builds like, together. Yeah, it does is all like it all together. It's like you never
2: do any work in the house itself. Yeah. Like, like uh, I'm so used to not, like, goofing off and whatever, doing whatever in my room, that I, I just don't focus.
0: Oh, it's... I think Do you lock like just... yourself in a
1: room when you're doing this, or are you in the library? Oh, no, I mean, no, no, you... no,
0: no, Actually, I was also working part-time this time. Like working in the sense, like I had to uh, kind of like teach the people. Was still in giving the first exam, she already completed. You're a okay. teacher.
1: Wow. Yeah. You're a professor. Either. Oh yeah. Vicky? Was,
0: yeah. Yeah. I even got into a lawsuit because of that. Don't talk. To well, that, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I got What? Oh,
2: this was. This was when uh, the school thought, did? Or you did. You were, you were practicing during
0: that. Lawsuit. No, 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 no. Right. I, really, I haven't been like in a hospital for long. Like, wow. I've been in, like, one for, like, two days in this whole year, because one <laughs> was for an and the other was just, like, me visiting my doctors and shit. Alright,
2: all right, how did you get lost? How'd this lawsuit come about? You yeah, have to talk about it.
0: So, uh, <laughs> part of my work also, like, uh, demands me to, like, you know, have a group discussion with people where uh, I just give them, like, a question or a scenario. I would put it in that way. And, uh, they have to give some better responses given the fact of what's the cases they have to give an actual answer what they would do if they were doctors to save the patients <laughs> and uh <laughs> no. one of the, and one of the girls she was like i think she was like literally few days few weeks old into this and then she just was like okay i want to answer i was already having a bad day so i wasn't like looking forward to it then she gave me this stupid answer which could have like actually killed the patient and then i just called her a fucking idiot Ugh. right in front of like 30 other people too so. damn but yeah. that
1: that was enough for a lawsuit oh yeah the, the mental anguish you you put on her uh, for calling no, 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 professional
0: her misconduct is professional
1: what. misconduct yes. but wouldn't you get that all the time at uh back in india perhaps with uh, teachers?
0: Per- perhaps uh in india nobody gives a fuck. yeah I would give you that much. Like, nobody gives a fuck about a patient. Because while I was also, like, doing a couple of postings in India, I was in the emergency room. And uh, the dean of emergency room, he came he comes out and he was like, what's happening with you? You're just new and all this. And it's like, yeah. And then he just told me, like, if you want to learn anything, I don't mind for you to kill a patient. But, <laughs> but you shouldn't forget that. For the rest of your life, you couldn't. You shouldn't make that mistake for the rest of your life. That was his theory. Yeah. Like you could make that mistake and kill a person once. I mean, I'm not sure how well I did that, but I don't think I ever killed anyone. So, as far as you know. Okay. But as far as I know. Okay.
2: So, let's let's do that type of comparison, though. I'm really curious. Like, what what are the differences between like American hospitals and Indian hospitals that you worked with, or the education?
0: Hmm. Education wise. I would say I would have still preferred to be to go to a med school in India. Really? Yeah. I would. There's there's Why? so much because better work. Ethic. I would, uh, So for example, in U.S. based schools, what they usually do is first two years you spend in a classroom. The next two years it's like you in a hospital. You are just shadowing a doctor and all this. But in in India, on the other hand, what happens is. Although you spend like a first two years mostly in the classrooms, you also have a hospital exposure to it. And then after the when the third year begins, along with classes, you're also like a practicing like medical, like doctor student kind of thing. So you usually get your hands on on the patients, and then you could you will be able to like scrub in and sh- and stuff. I also got to do that. I no offense, but then there's also this uh, part where. Like you will have a definite internship for a year in the end of your studies, mm. and you'll be paid for that too and, uh, and the it, way so, yeah, yeah this is
2: okay so the re, but like in the American system, you have to do that yourself, right you have to try to get your, your yeah. internship
0: I feel like, like you really have to, to get your internship by
1: yourself, yes. I mean, I feel like you're spending more years I mean like what you're saying was like suiting up basically to go into the I' mean into the room, I feel like it, it takes a lot longer for a med student here to do. To, to get that. into that yeah uh, i mean you're shadowing what the surge you're doing the rotation program yeah, pro- here, rotation
0: right? program is what i did but the thing is also when you shadow there's not like a lot of things that sometimes they teach you like there is something about medicine is like somebody can teach you for as long as they want but you just like practicing is like a total different thing mm-hmm. it's like it's easy to say by textbook this is what you do this is what you do but when you actually have, like, a knife in your hand, if in case you don't know how to cut, you're equal to a murderer, so... <laughs> hey, a murderer knows <laughs> that's how to cut. That's a good point. I've
1: been watching that Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are. <laughs> this, this is just remind me of House, though. Yeah, are you a fan of House at all? Oh, no. I'm a
0: big fan of House. Yeah. I also okay. have, like, a little bit of, like, a postcard. In, like, not a postcard, it's like a photo of, like, House with one of his best saints. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, I just adore him. Is he
1: big in India as well? Is the show big? Uh, not really. No? just Okay, so when you came over here.
0: Hmm. Hmm. It was more like when I was in med school and everyone was talking about it and I'm like, shit.
2: I need to get in it. So what's really interesting is I feel like that's been the parallel between American systems and everywhere else. Like, like for example, all oh, so. the people who've come to here from Europe, like, like let's say Charlie or... Mm-hmm. or yeah, other roommates. other yeah. roommates, right? They came and they had an internship already, like like an abroad or a year of internship already set by their school or by their company or by whatever. It was like the structured thing already set inside their schooling. As opposed to like here where you kind of like just have to have the connections or do the yeah. application or whatever. Where there it's like, um, like one of the French students that came here was like, it was <laughs> mandatory that they spend an entire year within their, like, four years of business school, uh, one year had to be out in the field, and then half of that year had to be abroad.
1: Yeah, so we kind of keep in our bubble, in a sense. Yeah. Like, right, most Americans do. But I guess what, what the question I had, too, is then, knowing what what was, like, the the push to come over here, then, for the studies at that point? Is it just a bigger
0: job market? I uh, just not that, actually. It's, it would have been easier for me to just, like, you know... Go in India. Like, if I finish my med school in India, I just needed to decide, like, whose practice I was supposed to take my right. dad's or my mom's. Right. Both of them have, like, said practices. But for me to... There was this something because... I actually never fancied me living in India. Uh, I, since I traveled a lot and I'd seen, like, world in different angles, and I just found out one thing in my travels, like... India is just not the place for me to live. Like, no offense, it's a great country. I still love my country, but... It's just not the place for me to live for my kind of mindset and what I'm doing. Like, you know, for example, now if I'm just like grabbing a beer and having a talk with you guys, it's like, it's totally fine over here. But like, if in case I'm like back home by this time, like everyone would have like almost judged me or they would really? even called me back. I'm like, yeah, it man.
1: Is this friends or are we talking about family? Oh, work? family, like even a random person on the street and they don't <laughs> oh. judge you. Don't worry about that.
0: What, if right. you're
2: not doing work or something or what? Hmm.
0: Just uh drinking is like a social stigma back. Okay. For most of the Indians. Uh, <laughs> it's kinda of changing now. It's, it's like everyone is like a closet drinker there. They wouldn't want their family to families to know and so. yeah.
2: But that then mental health issues could develop when it's when it's hidden the way that, that I don't
0: know. Uh,
1: we all we all have our problems regardless <laughs> of uh, Yeah, I would say that I too. But my but back to sorry, I wanna go back to the question, but sure. you, since you've travelled Travel the world, but yet you end up Chicago, United Twice. States, and so three what, times.
0: Oh, it's, my, it's actually my second time. Second in, time. Uh, I mean I mean, traveled in and out of Chicago, but yeah.
1: Was yeah. it was it just harder to get into the European Union with like what you wanted to do that like maybe provided uh, you? no, really?
0: Like, uh, there was just one thing that was stopping me from getting into anywhere in Europe, except for like Britain. I mean, given the fact I'm Indian, I hate. <laughs> they took a lot out of from us <laughs> like, they get to give it back to us so. there's a stigma they, there okay yeah okay. it's just not that I, I, was, uh, I never liked it yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I traveled there I, I hate the Brits I'm I would say it it's on any record <laughs> uh, I don't care I can even say it to a Brit <laughs> uh, we haven't had one here have we have we had a British
1: person again? actually we had a
0: Scottish person a Scottish person, person? Yeah.
1: who's a Scottish person
0: I don't know Some. I think his name is Scott or something Scott from Scotland. Scott from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> but yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Apart from, yeah, Britain, anywhere I needed to move into European Union, I needed to learn their language. It's like, yeah. it's but, just kind of hard. Like at that point in time where you have to be fluent in writing, reading and comprehending a language, which I need to spend at least like a year. So. Or more.
1: So that that was, like, the main barrier, then, at that point. Uh,
0: I think it's also a barrier for anyone from the U.S. to move into European Union. Right. Because language is, like, a big thing back in there. Because as far as I've traveled, I could say one thing about Europe is... If in case you don't know their language, it's pretty hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Yeah. There's definitely a learning curve with that. Yeah. Whether like, that you feel... You can't familiar. get
0: around there and yeah. people are not always helpful especially the French but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no I can see that so then the language that you were because I'm assuming in your like elementary schools you had English right oh was... well, yeah
0: I studied my whole like from starting from elementary school till now my studies have been in English wow yeah
1: okay so wait, were
2: the Caribbean schools here just uh, English top classes or they were No,
0: usually they are okay Because, uh, anywhere, the Caribbean also has their own language, like like Creole or whatever it is. Yeah. So, but there's one thing about the Caribbean is, like, most of their system is always based on English. Okay. So, yeah. Except for a couple of, no, three or four of them. Like, the Dominican Republic, which is in Spanish. The Martinique, which is in uh, French. So, that's also a part where, like, who ruled who. Mm-hmm. That will also come a big thing in Caribbean, but, yeah.
1: So, I mean, yeah, because I guess maybe that's why we get more more of a foreign uh, student flux is just because you guys have been basically bilingual through classes and through school mm. so that it's almost <coughs> kind of comfortable going to the United States just because it's already a language that you're prepared understand because really understanding a language is also like understanding a mindset too right because like knowing spanish then you start if you start thinking in in spanish or you start thinking uh, well this would be actually a good question for you like do you typically think i'm assuming now you think in english more or less but (laughs) but when when you're when you're speaking in your home my mother tongue yeah yeah is do you feel like you act a different way or a uh, I kind would say now
0: I would be acting a little bit different because it's been like a whole seven to eight years now I'm like almost like going towards my eighth year so it's been a long time since I've been away from home mm-hmm. so sometimes it just gets like really hard for me to just think in my own language and just say it in my own language like I still can like speak it fluently I can do it every day too but it's just like really hard at one point I guess Like, you just don't think, like, given the fact of, if in case you travel, like, you know, and you just go and land there, and then someone is talking to you in your own mother tongue. Just for those first few days, it's, like, really hard for you to just, like, you know. Yeah. You still need a little bit of English in there for me. And I'm pretty happy that, like, most of India at least now speaks English by some chance. Yeah.
2: Now, what's interesting is, um, people constantly say that I speak, or my voice is actually different in Spanish.
1: And that's, that's with you, because you're also bilingual mm-hmm. as well. So do you feel like you're... Oh, I'm a... totally English now. But like mm-hmm. when you're speaking in Spanish, do, it does it seem... I, from what I've heard, no, I'm not it's coming from a, no, no, no. Go a go single go no, go linguist. Here, <laughs> Sorry, so I, really I can't say it. I'm you a... fact checkers here. Yeah, but from what I heard is it's easier to like understand someone, but then for you to formulate the words to say it is the harder portion. Basically, well, you're, the speaking is harder part with listening. Like, you're doing real-time or
2: translating, right? So, like, uh, when you're hearing it, you can literally, it's like Google Maps or Google Translate almost, right? It's coming in, you're, you can translate each individual word as it's coming in, right? Right. But on the flip side, you're thinking about a sentence, and you not only have to speak, think about how, what you're saying, but re- in real-time translate it and say it. And I'm not a multitasker, so <laughs> I get tripped up.
1: Sure. Ooh. No props to you guys. I mean, I think that's... That's key, because it starts making you think almost a little bit more logically in terms of speech, I would think. I would
0: also say one more thing is that some people have actually told me that I act different. Like, my body language, like, totally changes when I speak my mother tongue when I'm, like, you know, when I'm speaking in English. Because, uh, I don't know, people just say that I'm more kind of, like, sophisticated on the side of English. I don't know how, but...
1: I think you're sophisticated regardless of
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you ever used one, like, switch your language to try to get a girl?
0: Switch my language to like, so like, let's get say a you're girl. in
2: India, and then you're just like, alright, let me just speak some English over here, try to be sophisticated, with this, or like the other side. Oh, no, no. Oh. no. Oh. Hey, let me just speak some, oh. see what you're saying. some yeah. Indian over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh really, actually. Try to woo, woo them with your <laughs> beautiful English. Yeah. Oh no, okay. I don't think no. that's a good What's idea. What's up, homie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing? How are you? Uh, never you're the <laughs> Because uh, they all speak English, though. No? <laughs> yeah. That's a it's pretty big cool. misconception it's not. now, all but the cool kids already, anyone yeah. from our generation is pretty much easy. They, like, they could speak English like easy peasy. At least understand it mm. for most parts, here. Yeah.
1: Do you do you ever get issues with people trying like struggling here when you're working trying to understand you or does that not really? Because honestly, I can I don't hear much of an accent, but I just didn't know if some people are like. Ah, what would you say? I mean,
0: the thing is, Was there a... before I moved into Chicago, I actually lived in Atlanta, so oh. the South part is like really racist, regardless of whether I have the perfect accent or not. So. I'm perfectly fine with it. Now I'm... I would say that that kind of trained me to take any kind of race, racial comments, but... What were you doing in Atlanta? Oh, uh, I was doing the same rotation thing. Oh, okay. So I thought that would be a good thing to start over there because my sister was living there. Oh, okay.
2: Can we, can we talk about actual your, like, what you've dealt with in terms of racism while you've been in the U.S.? Yeah. As a guy who's come in, you know, like, what were your perceptions of America and then, like, you know, and then racism just being shoved into your face like how did that feel
0: i was actually my first day in uh during my rotations mm-hmm. first day yeah story time <laughs> <laughs> uh the thing was uh, so that was my first day so the only thing i was allowed was to shadow the doctor like you know just shadow the doctor go into any room that he goes in except for while he's been i guess But uh when i <laughs> <laughs> went in there was this one of the patient right she was african-american nothing against nothing like so we were doing the history and stuff and then i was like i'm pretty okay I, till this point i wasn't al- asked i wasn't asking any questions but i came to the physical examination point and uh, this woman was like all right i would just not strip in front of an indian man and i was like all right cool yep. i was like what does it mean <laughs> And then I read a case report and then she was like a stripper. So that's when I thought I was like, probably should have thrown like 10 bucks before she's... Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, that was the first day. Drink. Drink to that, <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Well, what else though? Like, like I mean, did what, you get microaggressions? Did you get people like
0: uh, saying shit behind your yeah, back? Yeah, uh, saying shit behind my back is something else which I don't actually care about. Yeah. But microaggression is something that everyone goes through also given the fact on like i work in medicine where like you know everything this is not like we're in computers where you're just like if in case one go one code goes wrong yeah. and then you just like you know the whole program it's not working or something like that but for us if one thing goes wrong then we're talking about like life and death. so sometimes I've heard, like, people say, it was like, I don't know which part of the world you come from, or I don't even know if they speak English, but, you know, there's, like, there are a lot of racial slurs that they use. I mean, it's there's, not even my fault that mom. prevent
2: you from doing your job and things like oh, that? I don't know. Kind
0: of I, like... I think by this point in time, like, given you president, I don't think it should be any... <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> when you were first, like, when you were first coming, arriving here, I guess, what were your thoughts before? You're like, wait, did you get to travel before you started? Okay.
0: Actually... US was my first country I traveled. Oh, okay. All by myself. I was seven or eight I guess. I'm not sure. New York, right? No, yeah. Was did New York? Oh no, DC. Oh DC. My brother went to school there. Uh, my cousin brother went to school there.
1: And what what did you think of it
0: during the time? I mean, I was too young to you think about it. Uh, yeah, but did it leave
1: any kind of impression, like Oh
0: uh, no. I wouldn't say it left me any kind of impression or anything. else it was fun. It was fun. I had a good time. I was a little kid. I don't think I would have understood racism regardless. Yeah. So... No one does. No. I still don't.
2: (laughs) No one does. (laughs) (laughs)
0: but... I would say when I was grown up and I was just coming into the US for the first time, it was fine according to me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to be thrown at something... Where it's not supposed to be like that, but it's fine. I think everyone will just get used to it at one point. And, then, and I'm at that point where I don't just give a fuck anymore. Yeah.
1: Yes. And so then you went from Atlanta to here? Is that uh, DC. DC and then here? Yeah.
2: DC to here. That was the first time you came to the house, right? To sh- yeah. First time uh, in Chicago. I actually
0: too. lived in, not exactly the south part of Chicago, but like the start of the south for like a good few months. Until okay. so one okay. guy tried to mug me, and then I was like, "I'm done with this shit." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, I did the same thing too. I mean, I
1: had two bullet holes in the back. Of my car. <laughs> so it's so like time to, time for a little bit of change.
2: What uh, what was the group that you came in with? Hmm? I forget who was the group. That, what, did you come in with Angel and? and
0: no, I uh, my first huh? group that I was here was with um, Justin, Soji... Uh, Nora, yeah, or, Anna. Yeah, yeah, that group. Yeah.
1: And what what were the first few days in the house? You remember
0: them? Uh, uh pretty much yes. Uh, because uh, I was off for the first week that I was here on the house, and um,
1: still drinking. Yeah. I, no! I what actually was... used
0: to be like a heavy drinker before that. Okay. Like, I used to drink until like three, and at five I used to wake up for a surgery. so which made it <sighs> so. Alright, don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you can, time, can possibly do that. So, yeah. That was just a few times, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm glad I've gotten over it, but yeah. Exactly. But that was the time uh, when I just moved in, and I don't know how to actually approach people because I never seen like a whole house filled with just foreigners before. And the only two. The Caribbean know... wasn't like that. Yeah. Were you just in? Oh, like, I mean, I, at least I had like people that. I that speak that spoke my own language there, okay. So I could you speak, had a click. yeah I could have like spoken to them or anything else. So okay, no. Have
2: you guys had fun? That was a, that was a fun summer.
0: If I mm it was okay. It was okay, but it was too much drama. Was there like one or
1: two people that? Oh, because you, could... you were. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there's a story behind that. Go ahead. Right. If you want to talk about it, can okay. but.
2: No, there was there was like. That that I think that summer was interesting because that was the first actual year that we were doing France's House like this, where we actually had like a, a large set of people from different places. Uh, the previous year we were, it was still Americans and it was still like like know. like people that were older that were just kind of here here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was the first time it was interesting, definitely a
1: learning curve. So you're like a founder. You're like one of the founders of this place then, Vic. Like, oh, one, one, the, the, one of the uh, longest uh, living persons in the, year, I would say with the amount of Yeah.
0: it is I would say yes indeed it is actually a nice place for you to meet people especially if you're moving into like Chicago for the first time I don't think this place is a bad idea because you get to see a lot of people either who are just new to this place or even new to this country Mm -hmm. and you get to know about their cultures you get to know what like people actually like uh, like and don't like and it also gives you like a feeling of a community, rather than just like, oh, I'm just like a roommate with right So, were there
1: certain people that like you gravitated towards, like in the beginning, a couple of friends? Uh,
0: I mean, I think when I was first moved, when I first moved in, it was uh, I think it was Sergi. and Anna. These two were the one first person that I've spoken to, and they were really nice, and they took me. They we all went out. They took me out and stuff, which was fun. Where, and uh, where
1: were they from? Sergi so was,
0: was from Spain. Anna was from Romania.
2: Was he from I Spain was, or was he from um, Catalonia?
0: Catalonia, yeah, but I don't know if it's still. So a a I don't want to go into that part. yet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and this is where part we get where we start talking
2: we'll find about out in the territories. Future.
0: Yeah, we'll find out. If Next that episode, ever we do yeah, Israel and it. Palestine. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, that's a bad idea.
2: Okay, and I remember at the very end, like you actually, like before you left, you actually asked like Edgar, like, hey, can you reserve a room by, like I'll come back in a couple months. And so like, what, uh, was, what was your thinking on that? Because I was actually pretty surprised. Like, oh, he's cu- you're coming back?
0: Uh, because the thing was, when I was leaving for the first time, I actually didn't know until when I was supposed to stay. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was some issues with my school that they couldn't just schedule me an exam for me to get my certificate. You know my di- my diplomas so. and I was like, All right. And then I had to stay there for longer, and I just decided it'll be a nice idea for me to travel for a bit. So I flew back home, and then then I went to Philippines.
2: This when you did your motorcycle ride.
0: I mean, I do that everywhere <laughs> I go. So, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: And but what? And that leads to another whole question of the uh, the motorcycle aspect of your life about uh. The accident and how how long ago was that, by the way?
0: <laughs> We're if talking I mean, about like a good eight to nine years now.
2: Nine years. What what is this accident? You don't know about it? No, I don't know about it. Oh, yeah, uh, he had an
1: accident. I mean, he said I, I, I had a bunch of them. I had a bunch. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know you like motorcycles and you ride them, and you said something about doing a wheelie or some shit on a
1: mountain. <laughs> Whatever.
0: And that's one of the stupidest things you know, now. I guess he's kind of a
1: big deal. All right, no. what, what
0: happened? So, well I had a street bike when I was actually when I was in my tenth grade, <laughs> and uh, so I used to smoke that time. What? And my cousin was there, and then he was like, "Dude, let's go for a smoke." And I was like, "I don't, I don't care. Let's do whatever." and then uh, he was like he wanted to drive my motorcycle so we go we have a smoke and on the way back i was like alright there you go you can drive he was driving fine and it was like a single way traffic this guy wanted to overtake this one bus that was moving way too slow for him and on the other side there was like a truck on, and he, did, he couldn't see that because he was on the other end of the bus and then when he went and he was like starting to cruise down that's when he saw the truck and then it was around I I think it was 60 miles an hour and then he just panicked and he hit both the brakes and the vehicle just toppled and threw me out of it. I landed face-face and yeah. And
2: you still look like that? Huh? Can you still look like that? Uh, no, it, it took a good <laughs> amount of surgery for me to look
0: like this but no. Wow. Uh, I landed face-face and then I just had a blackout then a couple of days later I woke up in the hospital and then I, started, I wasn't that pretty I would say at least. Wow. <laughs> Then yeah, I had like a shattered patella that I had to, and they had to put like a metal plate in there. Then I slipped like a couple of discs in my spinal cord, Then I had to go through like a reconstruction. So, yeah.
1: so did that ever did that impact you on maybe wanting to go into medical? In <laughs> no.
0: field? Actually, or was there that was kind was of only one point that would have like pushed me towards like going into medical was like the amount of money it costed me to get my face redone. That was pretty nice.
2: Because you said Money is like a big factor And you
0: Becoming a doctor And where you where you want to go right? Uh, it is also It is a big factor too Because uh, <clears throat> In the end If in case you ask anyone Why are work, working They're like it's For money And Anyone I would say Any doctor Was just saying Oh no I'm gonna like You know Serve poor people And blah 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 I'm like Fuck now Like regardless yeah. You need money first To serve anyone Like to even serve Your own family You need like money So that's just a bullshit answer that people give. It's like, oh, no, I'm just going to sell people, blah, blah, blah. Never works, bro. Serving people always comes after they make money. So Bill Gates wasn't fucking donating this money before he made it. Only when he became like a billionaire, it's like, hey, I don't know what to what do about, with this money.
2: What about those that do like Doctors Without Borders or programs
1: like that, right? They, they go out in the yeah, what's and... Yeah, appe- to- what is the appeal to that? Is that, first of all, even appealing to you?
0: Hmm... The travel part is appealing to me, but apart from that, I wouldn't. Say. I,
1: I think that's a lot of people. I mean, we have like engineers without borders or whatever, which is yeah. kind of the same thing. But I think a lot of people do it. It is the traveling aspect that. Uh, it is the traveling
0: aspect. Around. Some of them they just want to like you know see the world in different places and how, sure. like you know, most of the people where they go is if in case there's like an earthquake, blah blah blah, and they need help, or to Africa where case there's of like a huge type thing. Yeah, it's like more towards like a rescue thing than anything else i would say that much mm. like uh, i i mean they're doing something that is really great i totally support it mm. but if uh, any chance i would get to do it i wouldn't say no to it also but i don't know i don't think so it's just the right thing for wait
2: me. but but then you're saying that most people are like whoever's saying they want to do it for human causes is straight bullshit because you need the money to do all this stuff, right? Other people go straight into those programs, right? Uh, and ideally, like, those people shouldn't need to have the money to support themselves or support all these people around them, right? They're not doing it for the money, they're doing it for that, that emotional, so what they have oh. inside. And so what I'm wondering is, do you, I mean, like, I don't think... Do you really, have that? Yeah, I, no, I, I don't <laughs> think, like, generally, you don't have to support anyone, Right.
0: Generally, you don't need to support anyone. That is one thing. But I would also say is, for example, even I'm also like a part of this thing in Africa where if in case something happens or if there is if there is anything, then I would just go there and like do some social work and stuff. I can do it. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. But how long can you just expect yourself to do it? Even all these people who do like Doctors Without Borders and stuff, yeah, they can probably true. do it until like they're 30. Because it fancies all the travel. It also, like, you know, you also have this humanitarian part of it. But when you're actually thinking about, like, starting a family or even, like, getting settled anywhere, you need a proper job. You need money to actually settle down. Like, you can convince yourself. yourself You're saying it's a short-term thing
2: and long-term everyone just... Long-term
0: everyone will need it. For example, if you make enough money to just go out and then do it that's a total different thing because then you actually have the money to help people but until you're 30 you just it's fine but after that what are you gonna do you, you can't just keep doing this for right. that's what I'm saying no you know, that makes sense at one point you need to settle down and you need to have something to start your life together
1: so I mean we, we do have this concept of the American dream what is the dream in India is there is there a, <laughs> the Indian dream is there something similar as well
0: Actually now What Uh, what would
1: be the ideal I guess scenario in in your mind in India or maybe for your friends? I
0: think you guys would have heard it like a joke, like for Asians it's either you're like a doctor, lawyer or an engineer or a disgrace to the family. It is actually true. (laughs) (laughs) It is actually true. I can tell you that much. Because if you take my family, the whole one, like all my cousins of my age or at least like ten years older to me, I would say all of them are either engineers. I'm the only doctor, apparently, but yeah. all of them are just engineers, like there's no one else. It's like they do anything or the other, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't, I can't name one person in my family that was like, Oh, you know what? I love hotel management. I'm going to go and do that. Or I was like, Hey, you know what? I love arts. I'm going to just like do arts as like my bachelor's and then move on with it. No.
1: But are there those kind of choices in in your
0: school, like in the high schools uh, or in the like college? It's uh, It's just uh, <clears throat> I think for our generation, it all started with engineers. Was uh, when the IT field was just really big because mm-hmm. it was like the early 2000s, mm-hmm. That's when like when I mean, most of the multinational companies, when they saw there's a huge amount of like Indian engineers out there, and they would do a job as long as you give them a little bit of salary hike. Mm-hmm. And when these guys came and they were making, like, they were balling money for up to one point. Or at least according to Indian standards. Like, you know, I'm not mentioning according to American standards. So everyone who saw that, they just thought, like, okay, I just need to be an engineer or do something with computers or IT and then I'll make it big. Until it was like 2006. Seven eight, when actually even America faced like a downfall in that sector, and they sent like so many people back right. home. Yeah. So until then it was fine, but the stigma actually stuck in people's head. Like once you become like an engineer or a doctor, you would just be rich. You made it. Yeah. You made it. Yeah. yeah. It's What's like interesting. You know,
2: What's interesting is it's the same way here about like architects, because in general architects don't make too much money. True. Well, um, for, for yeah. the first like like couple. Decades you
1: don't make money, yeah. I mean, unless you're really getting into a, like a high end firm or something like high that, firm or, or you're, you're a, starting your own a niche thing. kind mm-hmm. of group, yeah. No, that's true. You could say that about a couple industries too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but like what I was referring to is like the American dream of just living in the suburbs with the white picket fence and the, the house oh, so with so two that kids was, and, that's and stuff the like that, dream, right? and so then that's.
2: Uh, and then, so this is the American, so like, what was the American dream and, to you when you were in India? But
1: that's going to be even different from you, Zan, just because, like, me as the generic white person of the group, <laughs> I, that, like, that's what I came from, like, from a little small town with, mm-hmm. you know, and farmland maybe, and 20,000 people. You as a generic uh, coming, half Hispanic, half coming from uh, uh, of, Middle Eastern. No, the
2: generic coming from, from uh, immigrant parents. Oh, really Like, there's there's yeah. really only one American dream for for that group. Or two of them, right? You either become... It's, become it's making like it, it's the making generic it.
0: white person. That's what it means. So like, does what I'm saying sound good what to what you That's what it guys? all means. It's like, you know, become the generic white person. Have a beautiful house in the suburbs. and Like, you know, hang you know, yeah. out with white folks and play golf.
1: And is that appealing to both of you guys? Oh, not really, actually. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not a <laughs> big fan no. of golf. <laughs> not a big fan of golf? No. More so, <laughs> <not laughs> no.
0: of no. So, <laughs> no. a pool player. No. So,
1: Okay. That uh, that was. I mean, I was just curious if if everyone, because a lot of people I just meet in the city do not definitely don't have that. That's not a like, favorable direction yeah. in their life, and so I mean, but what what you're saying about making it in terms of, I'm get I'm assuming just once you make that job, then you're getting the income needed to. Uh,
0: I mean, that was a, up to like just one point deal, but after. <clears throat> so given the fact that there's so many people they really wanted to like you know go into engineering just because they would be rich so there was also like this increasing amount of like engineering colleges all throughout india mm-hmm. up to like one point was where there's like literally 1.5 to 2 million engineering graduates that graduate every single year just from india uh, engineers not a lot of That's a, i mean I'm,
1: I'm sure you have a ton of med students as well though right like not would, as
0: much no, yeah, not as much as compared to engineering. Okay. Because it's like it's two million engineering graduates a year. That's what we're talking about. Probably not even like 10% get jobs. Really? Yeah. So then, and, then do
1: they come here then or do they, they go Uh the Some of them the country?
0: actually come here to do their master's over here and uh, make, it more competitive. make it more competitive or at least like make it into some job over here. But I don't know. It's just like... A, I think it's just a stigma that's stuck with Indians. Uh, and I think it will really change, uh, at least in my generation. Just like, Because people uh, started seeing it, because if you're going to be, there's going to be so many amount of people jobless, then there's actually mm-hmm. nothing that you can make out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So was it, sorry, was it
1: just like your generation you think that had the stigma? Was, and, or was it like your parents hmm. as well that had it? Did this, does this go back a couple generations, you
0: think? It's always the same. I, I think I don't know. I can't speak. But there's this one thing that I could actually fancy is like my dad telling me that I would be like a doctor or an engineer. Like you know, when I was young. Although he favored me to be a doctor (laughs) the most part. But
2: you said you wanted to be an engineer at one point.
0: At one point, yes. uh, That was my actual field of interest. Apart from like all my other things, so all I did till now. Engineering was my field of interest, till now.
2: What was the switch then?
0: Uh, Given, like, my dad gave me an option and told me that you can leave the country and you can do what you want. And um, he just gave me an opinion because that was the time that I was, like, still into racing. Then few accidents and I couldn't do anything anymore in that field. And I was broken. I was like, okay, I'll just do engineering or something. Then my dad said, it's not actually a bad field. And I had a little bit of exposure to it because both both of my parents, so. Just thought it wouldn't be a bad idea for me to just leave my country and start it over. I don't think it was a bad idea. Yeah.
2: So what he did is he said, hey, you have the option to be kind of away from from here, go to this medical school And, and it was, you're more attracted to the freedom or the opportunity than I mean yeah no. that sounds it's pretty enticing you can move
1: the, to another country and <laughs> I mean come on free. that's how you made it sound. I mean that yeah that made it sound oh, amazing it's not like that Sold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sold. according
0: to me when I was like 18 and then I was just all I wanted to do is like you know I wanted to be myself I wanted to make my own thing I mean I did have financial support from my family I'm not saying no to it but when I moved in and I think I found out a lot more than what I was before. So
1: hey, I think that, that
0: that that's not like a bad deal and here I am here today at this point in time it's because of like what I did. It's like pain for me is like something else, but actually doing it, like you know, takes way more than that. So Yeah. I don't think I've done injustice to my profession. What are, you,
1: oh, sorry. what are we at for the time, by the way? Oh, yeah. What does it say on the left?
0: On the left? Yeah. Where? 1432. No, Check that one.
2: 47. 47 minutes?
1: Yeah. No. That's pretty much sure what we are. <laughs> you wanna keep you got other oh, questions? Oh, Alright, we don't you wanna let you,
2: a, you gave a little nugget though. Like, I feel biggest... like we can do a
1: part two with Vic, because there's so much to talk about, you know what I mean? <laughs> we, we can definitely go for an hour and a half with Vic. <laughs>
2: well okay, then I get to be selfish and I get to ask. Yeah, you state. do this Who's is here? his Girl. last day. So what is, what is what is this whole racing thing? I feel like we've talked about this at drunk at some point, but I don't know. Uh, oh man, it's what is just, this racing past?
0: Like for example when you were small, you know, you would just have this huge thing to be something. Like, you know, you wanted to be a pilot when you were really young because it just sounded so cool to fly a plane. But for me, uh, my dad was really into, like, exports and shit. So when he used to watch it as a kid, when I was watching it, I found it really cool with all these guys, like, flying on dirt bikes. You know, on these ramps and shit. And then uh, <laughs> I was like, that, hey, sounds cool. And all those. And I started driving at a real young age. I was able to ride a motorcycle when I was, like, 11. Wow. Yeah. And then I started driving a car when I was like 12 and uh, when I was, excuse me, when I was 12 and a half, there was this uh, car racing thing that was happening. So it was just like basically a college, like raising, that's the major thing in Switzerland. So that college came to India to search for like young drivers, actually. That's how it started. My friend was going for it and he was like, Do you have something to do? And I was, Mm-hmm. No, bro I'm just chilling at home and then I just went with him and then I drove and I actually qualified on like the top 10 list so I moved on to the wait, next wait this is your list.
2: first race yeah you qualified on a top 10 because list it like was like
0: race? it was not like raising you're not raising against <coughs> people you're raising against timing the timing okay. yeah so that's how they first start to grade you right and then a few more races into and uh, actually didn't make it past the third round and uh, well, another company saw me and they were like, actually, we want to sponsor you to drive for us. Wow. And uh, I was like, okay. And then I had to go to classes <laughs> for shit. And like a whole summer it I took out like, of my okay. life. <laughs> it took out like a whole summer out of my life. Hey, they decided to pay me That's too. That's not the worst summer. No? Yeah, they decided like to pay Awesome Yeah, I, no, I was making ball. I was like balling at one point because there was these shows that happened because that was the time when like, Porsche was like coming into mm-hmm. India and uh, my company had a tie up with them and then they were like oh you know what we would like actually want like people to see how fast these cars are so they just like let like a 16 year old it was like four of us behind like hundred thousand dollar cars just like <laughs> race the shit out of it in a dragon, in a which wasn't a bad idea
1: do you Are you considered papers? interns? Is that what? Is that what? That's an, job that's is? A, that's, a that's the best
0: interview. intern job I've ever heard. Yeah, uh, um, I was having fun, and yeah. I made so much money. Like I could like pay so much out of my school too. I gave like almost thirty percent of my school. Then I took off like twenty percent of my living charges. So basically, I made a huge huge amount of money, and I still had some leftovers with it, which is good. Wow, that's lasted you a ways Hmm.
1: That's lasted you a ways
0: it lasted Statually. me pretty long so i wouldn't say no to it
1: yeah
0: videos pictures i have pictures in my laptop i guess i don't know
1: autographs, autographs? can we get your autograph no, i
0: don't i think like by now there should be like way more people who are like way more talented like faster than i was ever should be there because it's like an evolving feel right and,
1: uh, and I'm assuming after the accident, that's kind of when you stopped.
0: I didn't stop, but <laughs> actually I was forced to stop. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't like I wanted to stop because uh, they were like, so we had to go through like a bunch of tests every year for us to either to move into the next level of racing or something. So when I was like trying on planning on like, qualifying for F4, that's when I had my test and the insurance company was like they told me fragile. I was like Dude, one more accident you're back in your back of a wheelchair for the rest of your life. I don't think I wanna pay you that. And <laughs> none of the insurance companies was ready to pay me or sponsor me. So they had to actually fire me.
2: So you could have had a wheelchair Vicky right now?
0: Are you uh, are you still
1: feeling the pain from it?
0: I mean, I have my backache from it, but I think i just get used to it <laughs> by this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Back pain's never fun. Come from a tall, skinny guy. You get that lower back pain, it's... It's a, a small agony you have to live with every day, so...
0: And it's not mm. the most comfortable seat you want to sit in.
1: No. And not even the one you're sitting in right now might not be <laughs> yeah, the most so comfortable seat right to now. <laughs>
0: But yeah, but yeah, it's a fun thing to do when you're young, I guess. Good but uh, I think it's all up to a point when you grow up.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that must have been an interesting transition for you too, just going from that type of lifestyle to then, okay, now what?
0: To. I mean, I yeah. don't think I still left it behind. <laughs> I still do it. That, uh, I mean, not oh, on tracks, great. but on like actual roads now. So. Oh, that's good. No, it's not. It's not fun for well, you, you gotta keep that, down. you gotta keep
1: that passion. Right, it yeah, happens right. a person who
2: like, just like bolted down a freeway. <clears throat> you get on a highway and you just go
1: fast. I've done that, yeah. You never thought about getting a bike here?
0: No, motorcycles over here in the US, no.
1: Why is
0: that? Huh, I thought I actually want to... That's the first thing that I want to buy with the money that I'm gonna make. So I would still leave that part alone. Like I actually oh, get it's like a, a award. Uh, yeah, it's like me like feeding myself with something. <laughs> <Okay, people>. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a bribe for me to just Let's do this profession. That's good. Yeah, something to
1: work towards. What would be the bike? Is there one that you already had in mind? No, is it a sports know. bike? Or is oh, it no, a Harley no, no, Davidson no, no, no. kind of. <laughs> no, I, I, I only, can't imagine him on a Harley Davidson. I, would, I, I
0: don't not, I'm not too sure yet, but I don't know any kind of like. I think odd one sounds good, now. Yeah, I odd one. Nope. They go so fast. The okay, they go very fast.
1: One. I'll I'll take your word for it. It's
0: a it's a street bike.
1: Okay, it's a street bike.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I hope he gets it.
2: Do you, Do we have anything on that list that we forgot no. to talk about? We hit everything.
1: We, we hit everything, and I feel like there's, there's more. Deep boy. Yes. Wait, I want to actually Mr. ask you both now. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interview. You want more about the house? How about what are your lasting uh, last few moments? Well, yeah, let's do that. That? let's do that. Yeah, let's Hop do some off. closing uh, all right, all right. comments with us.
2: So you you you've never really actually like like we asked you a bunch of times we debated the question but like like in all honesty what do you feel when you were first coming to to Chicago when you're kind of like starting your residency and all that stuff and rotations.
0: I mean, it was. Uh, I knew that it was gonna be a new experience for me for sure because uh, uh, this probably would be the coldest place I ever lived in. And yeah. when I moved in, it was like. I think the date I moved in was Jan 6th for the first time. So I moved in during winter. Yeah. And I didn't know how to get around the city, I didn't know shit. Man, it was the first few months of my life. And, and you know, living, given the fact of me living in the south it Didn't make it any better But I would say this city is also One of the most beautiful cities I've lived in I've done a lot and this city has taught me a lot And You've uh, been here
2: for I think collectively a year two, and a half Two years
0: Two years yeah. Two years. It is a uh, great city to actually live in Will I live in the city forever? No but Are you coming back? I, hope.
1: TBA. I guess.
0: Yeah, I I, I am to. actually coming back over to the city in two months, but I'm just not sure how long I will live here or whether I would even like live here for long.
2: Like, like for a job or something.
0: Yeah, I Maybe wouldn't mind bad. actually taking a job in this city. Oh okay. Yeah, would not be a bad idea. Okay.
1: So the you know. As it's coming to be your last couple of days here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is there any, anything that you wanted to do? You didn't get a chance to do?
0: No, that. I think you got to pretty <laughs> much do everything. Anyway. I don't think there's a lot of
1: things I actually want. I said something. I don't say that. Thing. Someone.
0: But, uh, yeah, something. An activity. An activity. A place. You don't have to... I, they two are like thinking about something like really sexual over there and now. No. Yeah, I let them into that. What but that?
2: y'all, y'all, uh, audience, please.
1: <laughs> we're we're here with a live audience. And a <laughs> of people, and we get a little rowdy sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I I think the only thing I I don't think I want to try something new. Actually, I just want to try something that I been doing for like a while because i can obviously try something new when i come back or when i go elsewhere but yeah i'm not going to get to do the same thing that I, i've been doing for a while
2: so what's
0: the what's the thing i mean what's that thing what, what do you want to
1: do i mean we're going to a bar in another <laughs> as soon as this is done
0: <laughs> yeah so we basically going to the a quiz, couple more beers and then get to a bar